0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. So our next presentation, and I'm assuming this is online here again. That this person is on, or people are online. So uh, outlook for environment assistance. Uh, the speakers would be Paulette Mont. Terrell, and um, I also have Alex Curtis. So
1: I won't keep everybody. We'll try to keep it kind of brief and too concise. My name is Paulette Monti. I am the executive director of Outlook Enrichment, um, which is part um, of a larger family of organizations. Um, Outlook Enrichment. Um, is part of the Outlook Collaborative family of organizations. And we have within that five different agencies for the blind and visually impaired. So within the Collaborative, we have both social service agencies, which is what Outlook Enrichment is, our rehabilitative side of services. But we also have our business-to-business business kind of side of the the. the Agencies. And so within that, we have Outlook properties, which owns our building, as well as we are building facilities to create warehousing for other agencies who want to buy into that. Um, We also are creating a campus for the visually impaired, um, and that campus will hold other agencies for the blind um, or disabled services. So some of our partners in that would be Radio Talking Book Services. Also we have the state adaptive technology partnership is looking at coming into that space also. Um, we also have what we founded with was the Outlook Nebraska, which is our ability one organization. And they do toilet paper um Toilet paper manufacturing and um, paper towels and other things. And Alex might talk a little bit about that as he shares his history with us at Outlook. Um, that started in 2000. Um, so we're coming up on 22 years and, of service in the Ability One program. And we do um, probably a lot of different things within that. Um, to employ our ultimate goal throughout the agency isn't to employ um, individuals who are blind and visually impaired. So we are in a five-state region, one of the largest employers of the blind and visually impaired. What Outlook Enrichment does is, as we started to see all of the people who are coming into our services through the Outlook Nebraska entity, was that there was a need for more, looking at what other services that they might benefit from. So about 10 years ago, Outlook Enrichment Program started, and that was primarily to provide access to additional services since people were not necessarily wanting to stay working as finishers and other types of positions on the floor. We wanted to provide more opportunities for individuals. So that started our um, adaptive technology training program. Doug Wampler is the adaptive technology lead trainer in that program. He primarily does our assessments, but also does training for new consumers coming in. And as that program grew, we also saw the need for more recreational opportunities for individuals who were our associates, but also those started to be become open up to the community to provide more services. So Outlook's overall um, goal is to serve as many people with vision loss in our community as we can. And so with that in mind, um, Outlook Enrichment Programs and some of the other entities emerged out of that, beginning with Outlook Nebraska. So, about three years ago, we separated and Outlook Enrichment became its own standalone 501c3 organization. So, Outlook Enrichment's mission is to empower people with vision loss with the skills and tools that they need to achieve their own personal goals. And with that, we really focus on the independent living movement. Um, and the philosophy when the, the independent living movement, we do not create people's goals for them. Everybody has the opportunity to, to come into the program, look at what types of needs and what assessments we do. And then they are an active participant in developing all of their plans. So with that, um, in the state of Nebraska, there are approximately 35,000 individuals living in the state with vision loss. We see in the metropolitan area, there are approximately 15,000 individuals living with vision loss. Outlook Enrichment serves about 305 to 350 individuals each year who participate in one or more of our services. Um, So with our adaptive technology program, we can, one of the things that we learned without, with COVID was we can provide all of our services remotely. So we have consumers over in Iowa, we have consumers in North Carolina, we have consumers in New York. And so it's really given us an opportunity to expand what we can do and who we can reach with our services. Initially, when somebody comes in, we start looking at the assessment and we look at all the additional tech from low-tech to high-tech. We, um, we also provide both in-person, remote, and sometimes we also do a radio podcast through Radio Talking Books that airs here in Nebraska that airs on the first Friday of the month. And those things may vary sometimes, like this month is talking about Um, iPhone maintenance, things like doing updates, uh, battery, how to maintain your battery life, looking at storage, especially if you have multiple devices on it. And then we offer that as a live class um, on the third Wednesday of each month. So anyone who, whether you're local or you're far away, you can participate and ask questions. Um, We do that so that allows people, if they listen to the radio broadcast and they have questions from it, that they can call us and ask those questions. Um, so with that, we start developing the plan um, for services, and I'm going to turn it over to my colleague here, so that he can talk to you about some of the services that he received through our remote. Because uh, Alex, you came on, you were getting services during COVID, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Alex Curtis. I've been with Outlook for 11 years. So I started with the uh, enrichment program. I was one of the first ones with Doug. I was pretty good with Jaws because I was one of the first ones to start working with it. But with um, Doug, when I first started, I had a chance to leave and go to Cox Cable because, you know, my skills were pretty good enough to go there. But. I chose to stay for the enrichment program because the knowledge and the education that I got through there, I could have got it if I had paid for it. But with Doug and the enrichment program, I got through a lot with my accounting classes. One of the things was that no one was blind and didn't know how to teach me to use JAWS in order to do Excel until I got to enrichment. Doug helped me with that one. I just recently been in the um, enterprise program with the vending. That going through enrichment helped me a whole lot because I was able to do my Excel programs Plus, um, Mickey, oh, Mickey's a great teacher. He got me to the point where I can use my iPhone to conduct all my business. April, I had to go out of town to DC, but I had to get paperwork done also. So running, doing both things, without the enrichment and Mickey and teaching me all that, I could not have pulled that one off. So I. I made the best choice to stay within the company and go through the enrichment because I couldn't afford that off. You know, with being blind, the worst thing about it is you got to run at other people's time. So if you can find some technology to help you manage time better on your own, That's what the enrichment thing was. It helped me to manage my time better on my own without having someone to... Because you know with the vending, you got to have someone to drive for you. I'm not driving, so I got to run on their time plus my own time. Thanks. The enrichment program, yeah. (laughs) That's how I pulled that one off. And it's a good program, too. And Mickey's is a real patient teacher and plus Mickey lights. If you got Androids, um Mickey is on that uh Android site where all of them share information. So Mickey is real good. And like I said, he got patience. He taught Monty. Monty was a person who wanted to throw all computers and everything in the ocean. Now this man has an iPhone and a laptop. Wow.
1: (laughs) Okay, so um, as mentioned, that we did work with him on Excel. Some of the things that we worked with him on was his. I'm not going to say this right. P and P and L months. Learning formulas. Um, Outlook enrichment has a lot of different curriculums. um, In the last couple years, I joined the team two years ago, and we have developed we have curriculums whether you're using Microsoft um, Teams in the workplace or you're learning how to use Microsoft Word or Excel for the first time, um, we have curriculums for that as well. Um, we even have Microsoft our Zoom curriculums. And um, when we look at the assessments, we also look at what other types of things you're using. So we may be able to look at what browser you're using um, and determine if there's based on your vision loss, um, whether you're low vision, if you need high contrast settings or other things. Um, we can make recommendations on which browser may even be better for you. So we do offer a wide variety in those services. We also offer independent living services, and that can be assisting anything, um, anyone with anything from looking at um, identifying if they have money management needs, things that they that might help them in their business setting too. Um, looking at filling out paperwork, um, identifying you know if there's things in the machine or in this setting that they might have their vending program. How we might be able to better mark them to make it more accessible for somebody. So there's a lot of things that we have with um, a lot of our people who come to us. They need uh, assistance with identifying what transportation options might be available to them. We uh, can assist them with filling out all of the paperwork and getting signed up for in here. It's in, in our area. It's the Moby transportation um, or one of our, our guys can in the adaptive technology program can also work with somebody to learn how, as Alex mentioned, transportation is always an issue um, and getting your things to and from. So we can teach somebody how to use the Uber or Lyft app or the Umo app, which is what our Moby system uses here. So we do all of those kinds of things. Um, we this year opened up and launched in-home independent living services. So we have somebody who comes out with almost all of our programs. Somebody comes in And we'll have either a training class or meet with one of our team twice weekly. So, um, and it's a regularly scheduled time. We also offer support groups um, to individuals who are either new to vision loss or they're just looking for that opportunity to reach out to the community and start developing some additional peer relationships with individuals who are blind. Um, Most of our consumers are in the metropolitan area in our support group that meets every Tuesday night from six to seven. It's via Zoom, so anyone can um, participate because we do have some people who live outside of the Omaha metro area, and we have some people who are actually out of state. We have some gentlemen who joins us periodically from North Carolina. So, <laughs> so how he found our services, I'm not really sure, but he's been an active participant for about two years now in our support group program. In that, we look at all different aspects. It could be looking at some of the things. Um, uh, some of the the group has been with us for a while and they'll take leadership on the group and so they'll come up with different to- topics like the perceptions of vision loss in the community or we look at other aspects such as the mental wellness will um, and really get into some of the that grief and bereavement aspects of losing your vision in uh, other nights it just depends on if somebody had a bad day and talking about what what could they could have done differently. Um, or how to talk to their family members about their vision loss. We also do employment training. Um, and this can, is piggybacking on some of the soft skills development that somebody may have with our adaptive technology program. or if for vendors, it could be you know how you talk and be your own advocate in the site that you're going into. Um, we also have um, can do startup services for somebody. We do have a certified benefits counselor on staff. So she can work with somebody to understand what types of changes or what types of reporting that they may have to make to the Social Security Administration. Um, if they are going off Social Security, she may assist them with understanding that process and how the 9 months trial work period may work. Um, then we also have that same person works in our employment program and she assists with helping somebody search for actively search their jobs coaching um, throughout that process mock interviews she and I will work with that. We have a certified 80 Americans with Disabilities Act coordinator on staff who can assist in the workplace looking at what types of accommodations somebody may need and helping to advocate for those accommodations in the workplace setting. Um, and we periodically do what we call our advocacy 101 sessions. Um, those are via Zoom. Uh, so this month, for example, we're doing one on uh, the historical um kind of the history of disabilities in the nation and what some of those perceptions are from everything, including the ugly laws, up to the Americans with Disabilities Act. So there are some really interesting things that we offer in the Advocacy 101 program. We also, like during COVID, did a lot of education on how you could still get the services that you need through the community um, and how to talk to things like how you can still, if you need to go to the grocery store, some of the tips for sighted guide. Um, we looked and turned a lot to that for, with our adaptive sports and recreation program. We have a really large, comprehensive sports and rec program, um, and we it's broken up into different areas. We do whole family services, um, and our youngest participant and that is three years old, mm-hmm. Our oldest participant in some of our programs is 90. So, so we really do serve that full gamut of a range of services. So four times a year, we offer our family activities. Um, and those can be our bowling and bash that we usually do in January or February. We just got done this month, our family field day. So I had the kids in a giant hamster wheel <laughs> on one of our park areas. And we did a lot of kind of relay games and things. Um, we also do both just whole teen activities as well as adult activities. And we have a group that is called um, Out and About, and they go to things out in the community to increase awareness, such as Jazz on the Green. Um, you guys went to, what was the, the place you went where you rode the bull? Oh, uh, both ways. So I'm going to let Alex talk about some of the social activities that he put in recreation activities that he's participated in. Because um, Alex is also a local TV star and has been on the news for us a couple of times. So I'm going to turn it over to Alex to kind of share about some of his experience and what it, how the social activities have benefited him and your family.
2: Well, the one I was on the TV for was the uh, wall climbing, rock wall climbing. Rock wall climbing. I, that was my first time doing it. And yeah, I really liked it. it but I got to say my favorite was the Fontainebleau Park. You are suspended in air and you're going through a whole lot of different like um, ladders. ladders. And like they used to pass information back, way back with just the Incas and Aztecs. And they're running through the Andes Mountains that had bridges and ropes and things like that. I actually want to go back at night because I heard that it glows because I want to do the last level and you got to swing to do the last level. So if it glows, I think I got a chance to pass that one. <laughs> so then you go, probably Like, that's what I want to okay. do. <laughs> I want that last level.
1: And I think she is looking at that next year. Actually, if you're interested in doing that, that is one of the tours that we recommended to the convention tour cube. And I, they are doing the treetop adventures at faunal Forest for, for convention. Um, and it's really a unique, interesting experience because you are up in the trees above probably about 20 feet off the ground. And there's rope ladders, there's um, guide rails swinging and other things, but you are connected zip lining. Thanks. There's zip lining. So we, we, what we really try to do is provide unique opportunities that somebody would not have the opportunity to otherwise. And some of it, you know, they bring to me, our recreation coordinator brings to me, and I look at her like she's crazy because we did ax throwing earlier this year too. Um, so we've done, um, mixed martial arts. So people could learn how to self-defense techniques. We've done a wide variety of things, both in the, and a lot of this is open to both the youth and the adult programs. Um, so we, we pride ourselves on that. We also do a lot of arts and cultural and hobby types of things um, through our program. So we do um, through Zoom sometimes in the winter months when it's a little harder to get out for people, we'll do game nights. Um, and so we'll send out whether it's UNO or it's Cards Against Humanity We'll send um, cards and printer or braille to the person and so they can engage in the game remotely through Zoom. We have an audio book club that we do. Um, the participants all pick the books together and, and they meet. Um, I believe it's once a month now is what we're moving to this quarter. Um, looking at what types of books they want to talk about and do. We make sure that um, all of the books are available through BARD. And if somebody is interested in the program and they have not yet had the opportunity to sign up for library services, we sign them up for library services. And then we also train them on how to use the BARD app on their phone or the BARD device. And now we're actually also training on the new Braille e-reader. Um, So that's kind of a a new thing. And we'll be doing some actual training for our library services here on how the Braille e-reader works and have a cooperative agreement with them. So they will refer people to us who might need training on that device. Um, We also do audio description programs out in the community. So that would be we work with a couple of the theater venues in the community. Um, One is a children's theater and one is the Ortheum Theater. So we do a lot of the audio description for their programs. And then we do a lot of just general community <clears throat> education events. Um, and this is um, going to businesses, talking to them about um, what well, right now we're seeing a lot of AI initiatives. So the disability equality um, uh, integrity kinds of things. And so we'll work with them on doing presentations on disability etiquette, how they can assist their um, staffing or people if they're a service orientation, um, how they can better engage their consumers in their activities. Uh, we do a lot with the Department on Aging here, as well as um, the education programs, trying to increase awareness of how they can better provide services to, uh, to their participants. Uh, on the national level, Enrichment works with um, the National Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition, as well as the Vision Serve Alliance. And so I serve on some of their committees and was chair of the best practices toolkit um, for aging service providers. So we developed an aging, uh, a whole toolkit that we can send out to um, some of the assisted living facilities or food health and nutrition providers, occupational therapists in our community. And so we are in the process because we're still fairly new. Um, as Richmond, as its own standalone agency, we have worked very hard over the last couple of years to really expand our reach within the state. So, we serve on the State Independent Living Council, we serve on the Adaptive Technology Partnership, um, and we try to work with those agencies on promoting better access to services for the visually impaired within the state. And try to do a lot of community education. Uh, this year, we created a database that has community partners, and it's probably about 3,000, I want to say, 3,000 community partners across the state that we're in the process of reaching out to. So, those are occupational therapists, food, nutrition, health, um, eye care professionals. Um, People who are administrators of assisted living facilities and a wide variety um, of other services that may come in contact, regular contact with somebody who has vision loss, that they might be interested or have staffing needs that we can provide training to the staff, or they may have a consumer that may be needing our services. Um, A lot of times, uh, one of the activities we like to do in the community, uh, which we find really fun, especially with college kids, is uh, one of the team building activities we take out to the community is we have, um, it's called think outside of the box. And so it's really entertaining to watch non-visually impaired people try to figure out what kinds of things that us as visually impaired people use. And so we have different box that have different tasks that somebody would have to do. So we have a money management box that has everything from uh, fake paper money in it to folding things in their bullfold, fold, um, letter guides, envelope writing tools. And it's really interesting to watch these college kids try to figure out what a check writing guide is. So because most of them have never written a check. So so we, we, we like this activity also really does a really nice job of promoting these are small tools, low tech to high tech tools that somebody might use to do day to day kinds of things in their home or community. To increase the awareness. So that's kind of our wrap up as far as what of all the services that we do provide. I'm happy to entertain any questions or Alex, do you want to add anything more? No. (laughs) Well,
0: fantastic. I I do have a question. I I think it'll be for both of you. Um, You gave us a lot of very fascinating, incredible information. And the first thing I was going to say is when you were talking about sports, have you had anyone doing blind golf yet?
1: we actually do um, oh, we, we just we just did our <laughs> blind golf clinic actually in Great. june
0: <laughs> i have just recently got involved in that myself after 60 years i'm learning to play golf myself so well, that's yes.
1: awesome yes. yeah we um every year we um oh, we host the San- stanley trolson um golf clinic um for youth and adults and it's um, we're looking at redoing it next year because we're seeing more people who, um, who maybe pre- played golf in the past, mm-hmm, right. and and now are are wanting to do it again. Um, typically, in the last few years, it has been more in our youth programs. We were we re- where we saw more interest in it, and so. That one may look totally different next year um, where we had um, this year, one of our participants who is in his seventies and he is started with our adaptive technology program. And then as he got more for familiar with us, joined our support group and now he's doing on some of our tandem bike riding. We have a tandem bike ride club that meets, <laughs> uh, does five awesome. bike, five to six bike rides a year. And so, um, we recruit a lot of our volunteers from the community for that. And, um, with the golf clinic, he was so excited because he hadn't golfed in so long. He, it was as he lost his vision, his, he was finding his friends who didn't want to really help and engage him as much as he would, or it took too much time. And so he was feeling kind of isolated. And so he came back this year and, and was really excited and energized and for us, and the enrichment team, there's nothing so much more exciting than seeing that fire get relit under somebody and that excitement build and so um so we do do the golf clinic um we do skiing okay. every spring we do um we have done scuba diving um as one of our activities for our youth we've done i'm trying to think of what are some of the other more unique kinds of opportunities we had. Um which one?
2: I'm going on a paddleboard ride. Sorry.
1: Oh yeah, so we works. have paddleboarding coming up. <laughs> so um if anyone is from the Omaha area, you can look on our website, which is outlooken.org, and we have a whole listing of all of our events. I do apologize if you might incur some problems with our site. We are in the process of changing all content on the site and a redesign. So um, things are, are going to look very different at the end of the month as the, than they do now. But on our events page, you can see all the wide variety of activities. Um, some, if you're in the Omaha area, you just sign up and register online. Uh, other times, like for support group, all you need to do is call and we can get you set up for support group services. Um, or if you need an adaptive technology evaluation you can just call and we can get you set up with services.
0: My question um, to both of you, to, to Alex, how did you identify this group and realize that they could be a benefit to you? And, and, and to you, how does, um, how do you identify people who can uh, take advantage of your service and, and gain, you know, experience and, and stuff.
2: Okay. Um, Like I said, when I started off, I had a chance to go somewhere else, but I knew that with Doug and an enrichment program, I could get further. You know, knowledge is something that they can't take from you once you got it. Mm -hmm. And they also introduced me to Hadley. Okay. They took real good care of me. You know, me and Doug, we get along very well. They... Are great, plus Mitch, the man actually used to work for Freedom Scientific. So you actually get a real Jaws programmer Hmm. to talk to.
0: Okay.
2: And Mickey, he's a very patient and he's into his tech. He loves tech. So he's not just iPhone. You can do all the androids and everything else too, and uh, the inside glasses for some of us who still have some vision, you get to check out the new visual glasses that they got. The inside glasses I got to uh, use them. They you put them on right, and it turns everything kind of like um kind of virtual reality. It doesn't give you like Good distance, if they can like put something down there to judge distance, would be a whole lot better. But uh, okay, I'm gonna tell them myself. I did something I wasn't supposed to do with them, but <laughs> I had a brand new uh, Inquinox, and you know, me and my wife found a empty parking lot, and I wanted to drive, so I put them oh, on a the draw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> remember what, what's said in the room stays in the room <laughs> yeah, Thank
2: you. <laughs> I didn't tell Kelly Charles, I did it <laughs> but it was nice because those were like 15 to 12,000 a piece so when is our member going to really get to try something like that out so I had to do it <laughs> <laughs> Richmond, they are good people and Outlook's a good company at and- together and yeah yeah I- so
0: so how did you identify this group at, at first before you knew about them who introduced you to them or how at- did you find out
1: alex is actually an employee in one yeah, of alex our sister it. agencies okay 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 so
0: got it okay so
1: um how people find us that's always a good question right that is my question so so it it really depends Um, some people might be looking for something very specific so in some of our blog posts we have written about how to use instacart or how to use uber the uber app and We have had a lot of people from other states reach us through some of those kinds of content that we write up that are blog posts um, and that go up on our website. Um, Other times, it might be even here, some of the Moby drivers who drive the paratransit vans will see somebody because they're dropping off at our campus all the time. They may say, hey, do you know about Outlook Enrichment? Or do you know about Outlook? And so they will refer to us. Uh, We get very few referrals um, from the Commission for the Blind or from um, some of the other entities. That's changing um, because we're what we're seeing and what we're becoming really knowledgeable on is and some of the and and Outlook enrichment is not the only. private agency for the blind who experiences this. But uh, a lot of times with some of the vision agencies, you're really good on the vision stuff, but handling all those other additional disabilities, your team may not be. Uh, Unfortunately, or fortunately for us, um, a lot of our service providers in the community know their vision stuff, but not how to manage all the other disabilities. So for example, I'm a certified deafblind specialist and so, we may get referrals through the Deplined Education Program. We may get referrals. There's a group of Deplined Service Providers within the area that we work with. Um, other times, um, we get referrals from the state independent living centers. Um, there are two in our state. And so, we'll get referrals from them. Other times, we'll get referrals from the... Um, the v- Veterans Administration will get referrals from the Department on Aging. Um, and a lot of times, the people who are being referred to us through other vision rehabilitation agencies, they may have one or more additional disabilities. So we will oftentimes provide service to somebody um, who we got one of our recent ones. He had profound hearing loss, had cognitive, some cognitive delays because he was a cancer survivor. Um, had some other physical limitations in the adaptive technology program. So we worked up a really comprehensive um, evaluation on him to identify all of those additional needs that he had and developed a strategy within our team um, to, to do that. So oftentimes I'm pulled into some of those more comprehensive because I've been working in the adaptive technology field for over 30 years. So we'll we'll really try to we don't want to see somebody turned away from us. We want to try our very best to ensure that people are getting quality services. Mm-hmm. So,
0: okay. And one more question, then I'm going to turn it over to the audience here. Cause I could, okay. ask, I could ask a hundred questions. I could, we could go on all afternoon, <laughs> but um, your work with the business enterprise program, that's what, that's what we do here. So mm-hmm. we're quite curious how your tie is there and what kind of things you may be doing for them or, or, Can you kind of give us a little bigger picture of of how that is?
1: Sure. Um, Like, as I mentioned before, we don't get a lot of referrals Mm -hmm. from the commission for the blind. So the people who are coming to us are knowing about us through other means, whether they're coming to us from, um, Uh, they might be referred because they have an affiliation with us through our local affiliate of the American Council of the Blind um, or one of the other groups. We have a network called the Vision Resource Coalition here in Omaha, and it's all agencies for the blind. So we do interagency referrals through that, and somebody may become aware of us, or we might do a presentation um, on one of the social groups that um, meets regularly and present to them. And some, somebody may come to us through that way. Um, But every time it's always the same, make the call and we can really try to work you into the schedule. Our adaptive technology program is actually at full capacity right now. So we do an open lab session which is once a week on Friday afternoons where anyone from the community, current or past consumers can come in or call in and ask questions. We also have an adaptive technology line where somebody can call in and leave a message and within 24 hours one of our tech trainers will reach out to them.
0: So let's say I'm I'm in the Business Enterprise program here in the state and i suck at excel so so how how would i be how would i reach out for your help or would would my agency refer to you or how would that work
1: usually it's the individual who's reaching out to us directly okay. occasionally it may be their dvr counselor okay. um might reach out to us um they can call fight Five three one three six five fifty three twenty. That's my direct line. Um, I usually do a lot of the intake information, or Stephanie on our team does. Um, if they're just wanting adaptive technology, they would reach out to Doug. Doug would take some of the initial information for the person. We'd establish some goals, look at what skill sets they have, bring them in, and we do an a, a adaptive tech assessment. Because sometimes somebody may say, "I need Excel training," but they don't know how to type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're it's shaking your problem. head, I mean you know that, <laughs> so we may just really evaluate and look what by you know what where they are in that process um for any type of computer advancement in their career we we have to look sometimes we have to go back to the bare basic level and work on type talking typing tutor or um looking at other things with them and every skill builds on another. So um, somebody may be in our program for up to a year, depending upon what level of skill they're coming in at and, and how that builds upon it. Okay. So, but we can teach formulas. We can teach how to do, how to set up budgets, how to set up money management tables. Um, you know, that whole gamut of things, how to do a mail merge from Excel. You know, sometimes you might need to do that, but I even had (laughs) to look that back up the other day. (laughs) So so even though I wrote most of the curriculum, I had to still look that up the other day because it's not something you use all the time. And, you know, even putting... Formulas into a spreadsheet if you haven't used it for a long time that setting up that formula may be a challenge to you and you might have to call you know you may have been out of our program for two years and you may have something come up and you got to call us back and say hey i need to remember how to do this can you walk me through it and our team will always walk somebody through that
0: Okay, well, I, I can see. We're
1: uh, geeks. We're, we're big geeks in our adaptive tech lab. So. <laughs> well,
0: I could see implications of us uh, trying to learn how to do meter readings on our machines, and I, I could see you guys working with something like that. But anyway, questions from the audience. I, I could go on here all afternoon. Is Any questions from the audience at all?
2: My program is exactly as Paula said. It's oh, no, personally to me. I'm her. I'm her mother, so I'm biased. <laughs> I I just also wanted to say I think one of the things that affected me more profoundly than anything else that I saw recently with the gala is the skateboarding. Oh yeah. That. Oh, I'll let you talk. <laughs> So anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for uh, making me a part of your group.
1: What what else he's referring to is last year for we an annual um, fundraising event, and last year we had a the something totally different than you know the let's go and have a banquet with rubber chicken. We, we had um, a nationally known blind skateboarder come in and we actually built in one of the ballrooms similar to this, a big half pipe. And so Nick came in and he demonstrated and talked about his vision loss journey and shared that. And we had the whole room set up with different booths, you know, so it was like street scenes. So we had like a thrift store, you know, we had an art gallery that had artwork that our consumers had created. We had a, um, we call it the VIP zone, the visually impaired person zone. And it was a construction zone. So people had the opportunity to wear some of the simulation goggles or sleep shades and go through the construction zone to experience it from our visually impaired lens. Um, And so it was a really unique experience and we usually have anywhere from, you know, rebounding from COVID. So we've had three to 600 people at some of these events. Um, This year it's coming up in September and we're doing one of our blind musicians is going to play with a blues band. And so it's um, blues, booze, and barbecue this year. That's going to be outside at one of the local outdoor um, venues and it's going to have, we're highlighting all of our recreation activities. So we'll have archery and other things that people who um, are sighted community can come and try their hand at it from the lens of somebody who's visually impaired.
0: So will there be X throwing?
1: <laughs> I, no, 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 no. But we are doing shooting in a couple weeks. Okay. So in a couple of months, we're doing shooting, so you know we we just really try. Uh, wow. Megan is our Spitfire; she's our and our recreation program. <laughs> um, other things, I'm looking at Jim over here because one of the other things that Jim's come to we do a White Cane Day um, social opportunity to celebrate White Cane Awareness in the community. So there there's things like that that happen throughout the year too. Well, well, thank you. Welcome to Omaha. <laughs> yes,
0: thank you. It's been a great experience. So, um, yeah, we thank both of you for coming in today and, and uh, sharing uh, all this information, which was a lot. You have a lot going on there. and
1: uh, Not too shabby for a group that's only been around for three years. That's huh? pretty impressive.
0: That's pretty <laughs> impressive. So, yeah, and we, we thank you both. And uh, uh, thank you for sharing your information with us. So well, thank
1: you for having us.
0: So I think with that we'll we'll end our day here today and thank you all for who's enjoyed uh, joined us in in uh, our room here and thanks for everyone who's been on Zoom. So with that we we thank you and uh, have a great rest of your day.